Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater. My name is Aaron, and I will be playing Brother Benedict. My name is Jeff, and I will be playing Demetrius Norton. This is Johnny, and I'm playing Joris Glaive. This is Jeremy, playing Grayson Digby. And my name is Jordan, and I'll be playing all the other ones that make life difficult. So... We are coming off of probably one of the most exciting sessions of play that we've uh-huh. had so far. It we was... accomplished things. We got somewhere. <laughs> and we blew up the city. Yes. I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Demetrius. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Demetrius blew up the city. Benedict helped. Who is this Demetrius fellow you speak of? My name's Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe hilarious if we did that in character. <laughs> My name is Jeffrey, sir. Sir Jeffrey. Sir Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey, come back. <laughs> Jeffrey, Jeffrey, come here, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, sit down, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. <laughs> Don't do that, Jeffrey. So anyway, <laughs> now that we've had the little Jeffrey spasm. <laughs> Happens every now and again. So Brother Benedict, it was crazy because you all went to investigate the freezing that had been happening yeah and ice the fire there was ice and then you turned and you saw that the river you noticed that there was a lot more of a smell of reman fire coming from it well we traced it back as far as we could to the center of the city yes and i was like what is going to happen when the reman fire hits the ice because i know that something terrible was going to happen or else the ice wouldn't be spreading towards the river and there wouldn't be Raymond Fire in the water. It was getting too close to the Raymond Fire for any kind of. So comfort. what you do? You throw Raymond Fire on it. It was a logical conclusion. No, no, no. I, mean, no, was, no, no. I thought no. it was an accident. He like... flung poo. It was <laughs> <laughs> sewage sludge. Thank you very much. Which with is fire. sewage sludge with Raymond Fire. Yeah. It, it seemed like a logical idea. All right, I'm, I'm with you. It's <laughs> see what happens. I thought it was just gonna be like real quick but no Jordan's like nope it's going to expand everywhere really fast well and then also the ice that hit the water reacted with it yes you know all things combined destroying the little ice monster thingy that happened to be a person and then Joris had a really crazy encounter with something down in a tunnel branching off of the undermarket still doesn't know what exactly happened with something Something. Yeah. He could see its bones. Glowing bones. I find it very interesting that George didn't divulge that information to the group. Mm. Just that I was attacked and knocked out and kidnapped. (laughs) Didn't say magic at all in his explanation. He probably didn't think of it. No. In the moment because he had been given a vision of his hawk telling him in the queen's voice... Why have you abandoned me? Yeah, oh. I was more focused on that. Yeah, which I did say that. Yeah, well, you did. And then, and then, Grayson, and then you just—you've had a rough day. Grayson tried to follow me in the cave. <laughs> yeah, there was that. Nearly discovered as a magic user. Um, and then he touched the egg. And then, has <laughs> has come to a realization because he powered the key. Only the Fae can do that. Yep. Because only someone with Fae blood could yeah. activate yeah. the key. And then when Bigby grabbed it and it, it, it turned into a portal, none of the rest of our characters made the connection. No, none of us said anything. At that moment. Yes. At that I mean, moment, none of our characters Honestly, made while it was happening, Grayson probably didn't make the connection until Adrian says, it's okay. Walsham would have wanted you to go. And it was like, wait. <laughs> What? what? <laughs> hey, I just know I killed a little fairy boy. 
really easily too. Yeah. Because he didn't get a spell off first. Uh huh. Well, he, he, he did. Got, he did. He, did. he tried. Me. But Benedict did his daredevil thing and yeah. like took oh, all right. the... took it in the took it in the chest because and redirected it. Yeah. Shot a bolt of lightning at Adrian Mar, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yes. No, it was at Grayson. Oh, was it at Grayson? Yeah. Oh, it was at Grayson. as Grayson was sneaking around to try yeah. to get the key. <laughs> yeah. All right. So when we last left off, the last thing that happened was the the key actually opened the lock was turned and you could say and a staircase appeared leading down into the ground and we entered the staircase grayson was the last one and it closed up behind him yes it kind of sucked in backwards did we bring the key with us uh, the key was the staircase the key was the staircase. Oh, the key turned into the staircase that's yes. correct yeah so the key rematerializes into the key on, on our in the in my yeah. Well, Grayson said standing right there, did it? <laughs> well, let's talk about what you, happens as you go down the staircase. Okay. So, as you're going down, you're Roll seeing... initiative. <laughs> <laughs> I, would I be that mean? Yes. 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 <laughs> as we're going down the staircase, you can see what looks like glimpses into other realms. Not just the Fey realm. You can see things that look like it looks like there's an infinite amount of possibilities because you're passing basically through a mirror, living quicksilver, and there are reflections that are going off into infinity as you can as you're going down the staircase. What is one thing that each of you sees that you would not expect as you go down? Like alternate reality yes. type. Ooh. Oh. Does everyone see what? Our characters. No, no you each see something. Your own private vision. Very special to you. Are we seeing snippets of what our life could be? What could have been? What? What could be? What might have been? What you thought was impossible? <coughs> what the truth actually is? Oh. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, then something that could never have happened, and this is what Dwarf sees. He sees himself executing the queen. Ooh. Do you hear anything? No. It's complete silence. It's just it's just Joris cutting the queen's head off with his sword. Okay. Benedict sees himself standing in front of a very, very ornate, large church congregation, wearing long, ornate robes and giving a oration. Do you hear anything of what he, what other Benedict is saying? No, again, no audio. It's just kind of mirror. It's that he's okay. by you. So, Demetrius sees... A myriad of things, most of which don't make a lot of sense. Okay. <laughs> but he does see himself and many different possible lives that he could have lived. Okay. One where he was just a beggar. One where he had never been contacted by anyone in the spies and had never met Digby. So he just lived a normal clockmaking life. Uh, one where, instead of being a clockmaker, he learned how to fight on the streets and became a brawler and had broken limbs and huge muscles and cool things. <laughs> a tattoo on his eye. On his eye, yes. We're, we're talking, that's a Full Metal Alchemist reference, isn't it? <laughs> um, I know the or Mike Tyson late. reference. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but things like that, back and forth. Yes. Uh, good things and bad things. But the one that stuck out most to him was seeing what had happened to him in this timeline that he lived and how the progression of him breaking into a thousand pieces happened and then the next step to being mended in mind and spirit and finding peace without time. Okay. Without time. Without time. Time is not everything. Digby. Digby... It's like he's walking down this long corridor. It looks like the corridor is lined with Fae that all are wearing what Adrian would typically wear. But he hears Adrian's voice behind him saying, Keep going. Just take one step right after another. And as he passes each of the, what he thinks was Fae, they remove their mask. He sees the faces of all the people in the real world that he had known. So he sees Cyril, he sees Haley, he sees Byram, he sees Aunt Ivy, 
and he starts to get a little shaken and he feels a hand on his back saying it's okay just keep going and he turns to look at Adrian and Adrian looks like a regular face like human face alright and it, as this is happening it seems like as you were saying time has become something else it's not a feeling that you really experience in a linear fashion it feels very jagged it's almost like an adrenaline rush because you don't know what's coming next you have all of these emotions and, and feelings that are range from like extreme giddiness to the lowest of lows that you all of you have ever felt in your lives you feel like uh, you've seen things that have given you hope for the future you see things that have made you feel like your entire life has been a waste and you feel like you're a person who's broken or that you've seen something that you shouldn't have and as you reach the bottom there is one final mirror as you reach the bottom you have to push through it and as you do it feels like you are actually entering into a pool of water face first just walking into water and as you push through it feels colder than you could ever imagine I'm just picturing the scenes from uh, it's Stargate. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can think of. No, I'm I'm picturing the Waygates from uh, oh. Robert Jordan's Wheel, Wheel of Time. Time. Yeah, where they walk into into the ways and they have to walk into their reflection. Mm-hmm. It takes forever and seconds at the same time, and it's all distorted as they're yeah. walking towards it. Yeah, Stargate. <laughs> yeah. When you are through, if you looked at your hands, it would look like there's frost, like on glass etched over your skin. Aderin is the last throw. As soon as he steps through, he actually pulls off his mask. He takes a deep breath. <sighs> Feels good. It's very constricting in this. And he sticks the mask back behind his cloak into his belt. Now where are we? Are the rest of us breathing normally? <laughs> or are we having trouble breathing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good question. Roll might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead and roll might. Oh, well, that's... Oh, yeah. Ten. Okay. Thirteen. Okay. Sixteen. Okay. Seven. You're breathing fine. The rest of you are gasping. <laughs> we breathe too heavily. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Problems? Well, what's 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 going on? Can't breathe. Adrian comes up to you and he pulls off his gloves that he's always worn in front of you, and he reaches out with his uh, four-fingered hand and puts it on your forehead, and then just kind of blows into your face. <laughs> and with that, you're able to breathe. And he repeats that for both Joris and Benedict as well. I thought all of you were sons of Walsham. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Um, I'm not a son of Walsham. But you operated his key. Hold on, what now? What? Yeah. Doris turns and looks at, uh, Grayson. See magic aura. Okay. Blind it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the target number on that? It was 15, but I failed. Yeah, you okay. rolled a, an 8. <laughs> yeah. So, you go to, like, open yourself up, and it's like putting a piece of an aluminum foil into a microwave. It's just, like, like sparks everywhere, all over the place. Are there visual sparks, or is it just my mind? It's in your it's in your head, you know. Because it would be crazy if it like, visual sparks. Yeah. Oh, things like, he just... See, Magic Aura fireworks just start going off. Everybody's like, wow. It's, it's really... Well, that's why I was focused on you. Yeah, it's really disorienting. Because I know there's magic everywhere in the Rumble Bay. Yeah. So. But there just is too much for you to be okay. able to determine one thing or another. I'm still just staring at him. Yeah, Demetrius is kind of staring at Bigby as well. He's like, do I even know anything about you? <laughs> I know I didn't know a lot, but... I'm just seeing myself. Well, Washington told me to watch him. 
True. I don't say it out loud. It's just my opinion. Myself. Diggory's pipes up. It's like, I mean, in our world, sons of somebody doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that they are children of them. Like, sons of something can be used as a phrase to consider yourself as part of a group of something. I always just thought you were a son of Grey. No, yeah. no, needs to be blood to work. Key. So what you're telling us is that racing is fairy. Ah. Because it has to be fairy blood to work the key. No, no. Well. Um, or is it blood of Walsham to work that Walsham. particular key? You know what? Timing is everything, and we need to get going. <laughs> I'm getting past this because we have an objective. Shall we continue to where we need to go? I mean, point out, mist is gray. All right. Which way is the king of the mist court? <laughs> Gray sun. <laughs> <laughs> Demetrius is trying to like block out everything right now because what he saw walking through the stairs kind of shook him a little bit more. Grayson can't speak in complete sentences right now. He's just like, what my my parents. Benedict walks up. Good finishing. Well, that's what he's doing. He's, he's not finishing. Benedict walks over to Grayson, puts his hand on his on his shoulder. It doesn't matter who your parents are. It matters who you are. Yes, I I agree. All of a sudden, um, Adrian stoops down on the ground, kind of squats down with his uh, knees up to his chest, and reaches into a pouch and pulls out some bones. And he begins tossing the bones on the ground. Uh, Mm-hmm. He rolls the bones the best. He's a like, bone thrower. Yeah. He's like, and he did live in a theater. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the, the bone, bone thrower's, thrower's theater. theater. <laughs> <laughs> that works. I'm going to reward that. Thank you. <laughs> Jeff just got him on a hero point. Jeff's gonna die this game. <laughs> George just keeps giving him hero, hero points. It's like in a, in a video game. <laughs> you walk down the hallway and there's all these life potions, <laughs> potions everywhere. It's like, well. <laughs> Might as well just collect all these while we go. <laughs> he finishes bone throwing. He stands up and, and brushes off his hands and knees. And he says... Um, Palace of Mist that way. And he points off towards the east. I'm going to roll my navigation and start going that way. Okay. Wow. You should navigate all the time, Jeff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 15, 18. Okay. So it's pretty obvious as you start walking where the palace is because you're starting to see this mist is rolling along the ground obscuring a lot of things and it only sits about four feet off the ground so it's kind of like you're you're wading through this is it from the ground up to four feet or is it just like a hovering level at four feet no it's from the ground up to four feet okay so you're going along and it becomes very apparent what's the castle because you cut you start seeing like the mist is rising up and it's formed into the shape of when we get maybe, I don't know, 500 yards from the castle, mm-hmm. I want to recast Bless. Okay. We'll go ahead and say that you guys get, get to that point without okay. too much incident. All right. Grayson is in the back. Okay. He's sort of just following everybody deep in thought. Sure. So we'll say that the little short circuit that you had earlier, trying to see uh-huh. magic, has really thrown off yeah. your, your senses. It's just not enough. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I can, I'm going to try it again. Okay. So. Go ahead. 19. Perfect. <laughs> All right. And Adrian Mar actually moves to the front of the group. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you guys, you reach the gates. As you're walking up to them, he goes, Digby, forward. Why? He must be in front. He must be with me. Why would you? I'm with the rest of the group. To present yourself to the king. Guards must see you first. Demetrius is going to make his way to the back. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. (laughs) (laughs) So at this point, um, you guys get to the the gates, and 
there are some very fearsome looking guards there. You all would never have seen crocodiles before, I would imagine. I may have, possibly, between my time in the army and serving in Queen Palace. Okay. Go ahead. So uh, even possible. Uh, let's say even. I was not the red die. I should have seen that. <laughs> so it wasn't going to be a six. I rolled a one on that. Yeah. <laughs> Still a one. <laughs> You've never seen like a crocodile yeah. before. But that's what this looks like. These guards are naturally armored, it looks like, with heavy overlapping scales and a large snout that is home to large, powerful looking teeth. They're squinty eyes. We would have had the sort of stories of dragons. Yes. Well, yes, dragons, yeah. That's probably the closest we can equate to And so, as the guards come up, Adrian holds out his hands and he says, Do this! And he kind of nudges you with his arm. Meanwhile, Jeremy's sitting here with his arms crossed. Grayson, that's what Grayson's doing. has his arm crossed and he's like just scowling, looking at Adrian and shrugs. Do you want head eaten? By them? Ah. <laughs> immediately puts his arms out. <laughs> Does he tell all of us to do that, or no? Okay, I'm assuming I'm not very far behind it. No, you're only you're only about a yard or so behind. Okay, yeah, far enough so that you're not stepping on their feet, but you know, far enough back to be a little respectful. Yeah. And Adrian comes up to the guards and says, two who have passed through the mortal realms have come home." Grayson shakes his head. It's like, there has been a mistake. And the guards put their muzzles down into each of your hands and just start snuffling. <laughs> Grayson likes to stay clean. He washes regularly. It's not like touching your hand or anything like that. It's just smelling. Except for one of them has a cold. No. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden there's a giant glob of snot. Right in the middle of your hand. <laughs> no. <laughs> the guards say, you both may pass. Who are with you? These are mortals coming to seek the queen of their realm. They must each give their name. I am Brother Benedict. I'm not hesitating in character. I'm trying to think of exactly how I want to say my name to them. Okay. <laughs> I would know, like, I know proper palace protocol, but I also know that Fairies have extreme magic. Yes. And there's power in a name. <laughs> Benedict's like, ah! <laughs> Gosh, I wish Demetrius knew more about Faye. <laughs> Gosh, I wish Grayson knew less about Faye. <laughs> Demetrius is going to give his name Demetrius Nordum. I am Master Joris, the Queen's Falconer. And when all three of you say your names, it's like you can feel like a warmth, like suffusing you. Question. So, when we're talking about names, that's usually to do with true names. Mm -hmm. So, Brother Benedict isn't my true name, it's the name that I use. Yes. Now... It's how you know yourself. Okay. That is your true name, is how you know yourself. Okay. Out of character, all I can think of is Dresden, and how much power the Fae have over you when they know your true name. So, the warmth that you feel around you, the guards say, they say... We now extend the protection of the Palestinians to you. Hold no iron, brook no hate. Well, then I sheathe my sword. <laughs> <laughs> and the gates open. I call Adrian in. Okay. I don't lead the way. <laughs> okay. Obviously, Grayson is being forced to the front. <laughs> and what do you all see when you enter the Palace of the Mist? Mist. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the walls are made out of. The walls and large, thick pillars mm -hmm. that swirl in spirals with varying depths so you mm -hmm. can see like patterns flowing up and down these pillars and, and like a strip that's thinner in shade for the walkway. Very intricate details in the mist itself making the place very, very ornate. Well, I imagine that, you know, we're walking into the palace itself, right? So we're not in the throne room. So I imagine like we see a bunch of side rooms and 
with various delegations going on in each room. Mm-hmm. The the thing that'd be uncommon about it, a site for Joris, would be the fact that you know they're all fairy versus human. Right. But other than that, I would imagine it looks similar to any other palace that you see. Sounds good. Now, what do you see, Brother Benedict? Benedict's kind of fascinated because you know Benedict's led again a sheltered life, so he's just kind of staring at everything. Like you know the he, he's he's very interested in. The way the mist moves under our feet, how it kind of doesn't look solid. So he's kind of like touching everything he can get his hands on. <laughs> pillar! Walls. Ooh, the pillar. Ooh, the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's Adrian. No. <laughs> <laughs> but not like, not like, uh, like crawling on his hands and knees, but just kind of like as he's walking by a wall, that's he's kind of running his hand again. along it. As okay. he's walking on the pillar, he's kind of like just looking at it. Mm-hmm. And uh, your fingers actually kind of sink into the pillars and the walls as you're dragging it through. And then it like it actually sends all sorts of spirals and tesserets and everything through the patterns that have already been made, turning it into a totally different kind of chaotic beauty. Listen, what do you see? Nothing, nothing. Look straight forward. His feet. <laughs> yeah, Grayson's trying not to pay attention to anything. He's just, where do we need to go? Matter of fact, just looking at Adrian taking each step that Adrian takes. You hear whispers that seem to be coming from the room, the side rooms where other people, and courtiers and, and such that you all pass, you hear. It's like people are stopping, and they're looking at your group. But it could just be because there's a bunch of humans with a weird... You smell funny. Yes, you do. And you all reach the throne room. Actually, no, it's not the throne room. We'll say that, like, a major domo comes and starts leading you, your group, to a small side chamber on that several floors up in the palace. Uh, so you all are going through a whole bunch of staircases. and As we go up, do we leave the mist behind, or does it seem to be flowing everywhere? The entire palace is made of mist. So it's like just flowing yes. out off the walls? And, yeah. Okay. yeah. So are the floors solid, or are they made of mist that's just magically solid? It's magically solid. Okay. And you do, as you pass by a window, it seems that the landscape that you had gone through, we'll say that it was originally a forest, right? Like a, a, a very natural looking rolling hill kind of forest. And then all of a sudden it changes. And it's no longer a forest. It looks more like a sandy beach. It's like you pass one window in a line of windows. One window, it was forest. forest. The next window was the beach. Okay, if Grayson sees that, he's going to stop. Take a few steps backwards to the last window. Beach. Shake his head and keep walking. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, we don't know what to expect, so... Mm-hmm. Anything, even though it's surprising, is not a surprise. I've never been here myself, so... Yeah. <laughs> and this is not one of your normal stops. No. As you reach the room... Uh, it takes a few moments to wait, and they they go ahead and they bring you a tray of delicacies <laughs> to eat while you wait. Yeah. What, what does that entail? No, it's, no, the, no, the question is, in this realm of fairy magic that we are playing for this game, what is the lore regarding fairy food? Would any of us know? I might know. So there's food on the table if you Grayson want. wouldn't. If you want to... Grayson's like, not going to eat. He doesn't have an appetite right now. Do, does it even look sweet? Or is it savory appearing? Or is it... There's some of, there's some sweet meats. There are some that's more savory. It looks like there's... Are there any pastries? Benedict's fond of pastries. There's nothing that would seem to be a pastry, but there is bread and salt. Uh, Benedict's going to start grabbing a couple handfuls of whatever's available. Definitely. Okay. Alright. While he's doing that, he's, gonna, he's eating, looking around okay. at the walls still. And with that, we're going to take a break. Yep. If you like dungeons with dragons in them, check out Asmosu. Phil, there's no dragons in these books. I'm trying to reach our target audience. Hi, here. everybody. I'm Metz. I'm Phil. And we're the hosts of Alzebo Soup, a literary podcast that focuses on analyzing long-form speculative fiction with a focus on the author Gene Wolfe. 
we really like to dig into the novels, going real slow and analyzing every little aspect of these books. Phil is so excited about it, he has a shovel with plus three to digging. <laughs> is that... Okay. No, that's not a sad uh, is that at a all. Thing? Can, can, I buy, can I go to the Dungeons & Dragons store in the Dungeons & Dragons game and buy a plus three shovel? Please, please, please say yes. Absolutely. Okay. Here. I'm going to roll to buy the shovel. You failed! There are no shovels to buy! This is nothing like our podcast. Absolutely not. Listen to Azabo Soup at azabosoup.libsyn.com or where all fine podcasts can be found. We're talking about iTunes. And Spotify. And we're back. Okay. So, Doris sees Benedict grabbing some of the foods. How fast do you put the food into your mouth after you grab the first piece? I mean, is the question. I'm you making like, like a little armholes. plate? Yeah, no, 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 no yeah. plate. Just like grabbing a bunch of pieces and. So you only just grab it and throw it straight into your mouth. No, start, start walking away from the table as he's getting ready to. Okay, I grab Benedict by the arm. Say, careful eating anything from here. We don't know what side effects it may have on our bodies. Okay, small bites. <laughs> and Grayson walks by, is looking, is looking around at the ceilings, and says, "Yeah, I wouldn't trust anything they give or say to us here." Should I, should I not eat this? I would advise against it. Adrian, hmm? would it be? <laughs> would we are under the most court's protection. Yes. Would the food here affect our human bodies? No. In a magical way, or is it safe for us to eat and not affect us adversely? All is human food. It's all human food. Huh. I eat your food, I find. I understand that, but with magic, sometimes things work differently. No, all food's from your world. It's all from our world. Huh. Okay. Okay. So not Benedict's <laughs> <laughs> The bread and salt is a sim- symbolic form of, of welcoming, actually. It's yeah. a symbol that, a further symbol that you're under their protection. You're looking over the walls and everything like that? Yeah, he's just got eyes wandering everywhere. So it's pretty cool. It's like there's uh, some walls that look like there are tapestries showing off like hunts of unicorns and stuff. Are the tapestries made of mist? Yes. It's like actually the walls changing. So And it's like animated as well. So you see actually like a hunt being led by a man with a head of a stag. And you see what looks like some of the mosaics that have been in the catacombs. There were the mosaics showing the, the meeting of humans and, and fae for the first time. And it looks like there are some that are reflecting the same scenes. Are there any like engravings or any wordings on there? Or any... Not in a language you would understand. It looks like the script is alien. And some of them actually seem to be like portraits of people going through the mist. Like you, you see something like a face is, swims forward to the front and then recedes into the back again. And one of them is a trio of faces, uh, looks like a young Walsham, and a fairy woman, and a small child. <laughs> The plot thickens. Grayson's is Grayson the only one looking at that particular one at that point. Uh, even Rod. Ah. Everybody roll D six. Everybody roll D six. One. Five. Two. Those two <laughs> are looking. Benedict is easy. Is easy. <laughs> Grayson's gonna turn and look at another wall. So. Lies. Lies. Um, what lies? He doesn't claim. Walsham as his father. Miss doesn't lie. Miss shows history. Okay. Does it show the history of who's looking at it? Or just history? Sometimes he's affected. But don't think any of you are dead men hunting. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Joris is pretty horse-faced. Well. <laughs> Not the same. How, how long are we in this room? Yeah. About an hour. That's gonna be like eating at Demetrius the entire time. He's gonna be like pacing, getting more and more impatient. After we've been in there for a while, Benedict's actually going to pull out his um his staff. Okay. With the blade and the the iron butt cap. Mm-hmm. And 
he's going to attempt to touch one of the walls with that, that cap. Do I see him doing this? Uh, do you have notice? I have perceptive. Go ahead and roll perceptive. Well, I mean, well, that's, that's my per. Oh, perceptive. Well, oh, I wouldn't use that. Out. Yeah, 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 I wouldn't use that either, but... <laughs> but just naturally. Use right. something else. So, I mean, no, I don't have notice as a skill. That would fall under wit, though. Yeah, fall under wit. Go ahead and roll for the... <laughs> How obvious are you being? I mean, not, I'm not trying to hide anything. I'm just curious. Okay. Then literally, I will... literally just take the staff and just touch a wall. We'll say that you notice. I run up and I quickly grab the staff. Should I not do that either? Did you hear what the guard said when we were coming in? They said we were under their protection? Yeah. Said hold no iron? I'm not holding it. Don't, don't you want to know? Will it have any effect on this wall? I can tell you... It, there's two possible effects. Neither one of them are good. Okay. One is you declare war on the Mist King. That would be bad. The other is breaking the magic that's holding us up in the air. <laughs> that would also be bad. <laughs> okay. So, I'm gonna ask Adrian. Mm. If iron touched the walls or the floor, what would happen to the castle? Why would you do that? Just want to know. In fact... While I'm holding the staff, I take a piece of cloth, and I wrap it around the cap on the end of the staff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the blade. Don't forget the blade. <laughs> well, no, because the blade will be, he won't be accidentally putting the blade on the ground. No. No. Touched? Uh, well, guards would come. So it's a bad thing. <laughs> Most human instinct here bad. <laughs> <laughs> I will try to remember that. After the cloth is firmly wrapped around, covering the steel in on the butt of the staff, I'll give it back to okay. Brother Ray. Someone says, "All rise for the king." I stand at attention. Grayson's looking around. I was like, "Were there even chairs in here?" <laughs> you could have sat. One may form for you when you try to sit. <laughs> Demetrius is gonna take a few steps closer to the end of the room where. The king is being announced from. Okay. Just, I just I stand at attention, turning to, show to that the, he's paying the door. Attention. And so in comes a whole group of fae. Um, it's pretty easy to tell which one is the king. Staghead. <laughs> 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 no, he's actually really. He looks old, like he's twisted with age. His eyes are just very moist. It's like uh, you know the older, older people who. His eyes just seem to constantly have tears in them. And he's moving very slowly. And, uh... <laughs> I'm not sure what... I'm not sure what's going on either. Everybody just started staring think, at me. I think we had the same thought. <laughs> I think so. Okay. What? Prince Grayson. Oh, gosh. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Grayson would be like, Oh, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm out of here. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'll just freeze and burn with everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> the king actually t- seems to take a, a bit of a time coming into the room because he's so old. He holds out both of his hands at about um, elbow height. Arm, elbow height, arm, yeah. Tur- arm tur- length. Yeah, and the mist forms up into a chair that allows him to sit down uh, pretty much as he comes into the room. So we are now in the throne room. <laughs> yes. The throne room. Wherever the king is. That's the Soviet fair realm. <laughs> throne room comes to you. <laughs> yes. I take a knee. Okay. Is the mist still this high? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> in, in the palace has been ankle height. Okay. Yeah. Inside the palace has been ankle height. Okay. Right. In the palace, it's a lot lower. <laughs> or he would have, like, just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> Demetrius is just going to sort of stand there and, like, look sideways at Joris and be like, uh... Royalty that we respect. Yeah, respect, but, you, but then not... Then I say rise? Yeah, I waited until he was in the room and seated, and then I took a knee. It's not a sign of protest, it's a sign of respect. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. The king looks at all of you, and he looks at Adrian, and he says, I see that there are humans in my castle. 
After he starts speaking, I'll stand back up. Okay. And one seems to know the courtly manners of his kind. Your Majesty. You have something to say? Benedict has absolutely nothing to say. <laughs> Neither does Demetrius. It's just going to be like... Uh, Grayson is still looking around at the walls. <laughs> he's he's not moving around, but he's still just looking around at the walls. Does he want to make eye contact, does he? <laughs> uh, he's not overtly avoiding eye contact. He just seems not that interested. And why has Adrian Mar brought you to me? Your Majesty, we seek your aid in rescuing our queen. She has been taken by the Bay Banshee. And what aid do you think I can give? The Mist Court and the Bay Banshee have been divided now for many of your centuries. You have the knowledge and the ability to fight the Bay Banshee that we do not. We, coming from our realm, have lost many of the ways of magic. And those ways that you have were stolen from us forcibly. But that is neither here nor there. Demetrius is going to give a slight bow and be like, uh, Your Majesty, mostly we just need a way to get into their domain so that we can fight our way through and get our queen back. We don't have a way to get in, and we would like a way to get out, if possible. So you are looking for a way to travel through my lands into the realm of those with whom we both have enmity. If that is the only way, then yes, please. Your Majesty. Aside from them taking our queen... The Bivenshi have made alliances amongst other human realms that are giving them strength in our world. They are forcibly taking over our kingdom and destroying it, killing its citizens. Our queen was a target of them when she refused to give them honor. That she was taken? Yes. She did not wish to give the Bivenshi power. And they took her. I cannot see over that river that separates us. My vision is clouded. But there is one who may. And you have my permission to seek that one out. What is the name of this one that we seek? The Oracle of Profitability. You will find her in the beach grove. Would you be willing to grant us a guide, Your Majesty? Is that why you keep him around? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff just nodded his head and made a pointing motion towards Johnny. Yes, <laughs> I am the one with the courtly manners here. <laughs> <laughs> a guide might may be granted. I do see that young Adrian has served you well. Are yes, Your Majesty. I am concerned that there is a child. He can hold his own. I can attest to that, as thus far. Your Majesty, we are all servants of Lord Walsham, whom I have been told you are acquainted with. You should have never married my niece. (laughs) (laughs) I am sad to say that he was murdered when the Queen was taken. To think he didn't have to waste his life like that. But what bearing does that have on the child? The child who accompanies us is the one who activated Lord Walsham's key. Unconfirmed. (laughs) Unconfirmed. Supposedly. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. Who knows? But you touched the key. And it did the thing with the stairs in the floor. Where there were no stairs in the floor. I was present when it happened. Yes. And in proximity. Yes. We've been seeing people teleport. Yes. Out of people's grasp. I've seen it. You've seen it. You've been holding somebody as they teleport. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just because I was touching it doesn't mean that that I was the one that did it. According to... But Edrin keeps saying that you are the one that did it. Sorry. I'm not arguing in front of the king. Go ahead and roll persuasion. <laughs> persuasion. 
I, I don't say anything to them. Six. Is that uh, resisted or I mean probably wit. <laughs> Benedict rolls a three. Benedict fully believes this story. <laughs> As Grayson is speaking, a piece of bread comes loose from his tooth. He's like mm. <laughs> George rolled a six. Or, no, what? A 13. 13. I rolled a 18. 18. All of the party, please. <laughs> no. Doris doesn't really. Yeah. But he's not going to argue in front of the king. Benedict, actually, we, we have seen God directly intervene on our behalf on numerous occasions. Grayson is doing best not to smirk at that. <laughs> <laughs> that comment. Because in the end, it's calling you God. Yes. <laughs> so then Benedict turns to the king and says, I know you are concerned with his safety, but as we are discussing, God himself has taken care of him and our group and will continue to do so. And I will lay down my life before this child comes to harm. You keep using the word child? <laughs> I didn't mean it. Kings I might say said all it. <laughs> all of you are children. <laughs> Compared to your majesty, yes. One is just closer to infancy than others. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tempted to say something right now. <laughs> to be super snarky. Yes. Hair point? I'm doing it for a hair point. So Grayson turns to the rest of the group and says, Okay, it's been established that nobility here means the exact same thing as nobility in our own realm. So, maybe we'll be on our way. Your Majesty. Any battles? <laughs> I was to move the palace closer to oracle for you but if you would like to march through my realm for how long Adrian? Mm. Three weeks? Mm. That can be arranged. My point exactly he says to the rest of the group. Your point is that you like to insult people? My point is nobility likes to sit back and do absolutely nothing. It seems you all have much to discuss. But, but your majesty, timing is everything, <laughs> and quickness is essential. Oh my gosh. <laughs> your majesty, please forgive the rudeness of our group. Honesty? I will give you some time to discuss this decision amongst yourself before any final decisions are Thank you, your majesty. Which decision? And I take a knee again. And the king gets up and shuffles out of the room. Andrew, what, what decision is he talking about? Do you want him to move palace or no? If that's far quicker, then please. It's far quicker. Then please, yes. Please. Oh, don't convince me. Convince him. Moving the palace was never said. It was a bunch of sitting and talking... I could do this, but I'm not going to. That should sound familiar to Joris, because he hears that kind of talk all the time. That's the way the court works. And that's what I said. That's the way nobility works. Yes. If you recall, when you showed up with our group, you kind of disappeared. And then when things were done, showed up and said, Good job. We've done it. You just sort of nods. <laughs> Those two can attest. But what you cannot t attest to is what I was doing when you were not with me. That may be what you see happening. With every discussion that happens, things do get accomplished. You cannot just go rushing off, hot-headed. Brother Benedict, didn't it take you and I busting into Parliament, busting into the Privy Council for things to actually happen? Yes, I remember a lot of busting. <laughs> You were not dealing with royalty. Well, 
Well, we're the ones wasting time, so... And over the palace? Actually, we were yes. dealing with nobility. If nobility. I, I did say that. I said you're not doing it with royalty then. Ooh. This time we're dealing with royalty, not nobility. All right. You said yes. Yeah. We're going to move the palace. <laughs> Please. Please move the palace. I never said no to moving the palace. The palace wasn't even said to be moved before I said anything. Well, now it has been. We're going to move it. Because timing is... Now, yes. I'm harping on this right now. <laughs> really? <laughs> really, Demetrius? Timing is everything? Yes. Mr. Quick to throw a knife? Because we needed to get something done. And that set us three steps backwards. Hedrick, we have come to a decision. Well, protocol very large here. Oh, boy. Does that sound familiar? Uh, yeah. We've already been waiting for a long time. Mm, that's true. But King might need to hear apology. Who for what? He insulted the king. But what did he say to insult the king? True. For the sake of expediting this, would you please just say I apologize? It can be for anything. He's your uncle for crying out loud. No, 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 no. My father (laughs) was William Digby. Sure, I'll make an apology. What are you going to say in this apology? <laughs> Apparently, I spoke out of turn. That's valid. Yes. Go with it. it. <laughs> Technically, there should be more said with that, but I will let that pass myself. We're going to go with it. Yeah. We have come to a consensus and an agreement. We would like to get this thing moving. Literally. <laughs> I look out the window. Are we moving? <laughs> well, you're no longer on the beach. It looks like you're, the palace is now overlooking the canyon. Neat. Kind of terrifying. I'm going to stop looking out the window. <laughs> Windows, mirrors, all things that require looking. I'm just going to remove my eyes. <laughs> Why do you tell all this to me? <laughs> Yet again, we're in a palace waiting in a room for something to happen. We're not locked in this time. But still wait. <laughs> I can't argue with that. But did, did, did the king leave? But we're not locked. Yes, he left the room. He shuffled out. Yes. Well, he said he'd come back in an hour. So, did he come back in an hour? And we'll find out how that meeting with the king goes next week as Digby eats pie. Digby's not eating anything. <laughs> Except <Crow>. his words. <laughs> Dig- Humble pie. <laughs> Next time on Bone Thur- Ader and Marth here. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater. Our cast is Aaron, Jeff, Jeremy, Johnny, and Jordan. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. That means that you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater. And also you can look us up on Facebook and Google+. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. <laughs>